Okay. Um, like I said a while ago, tonight I want to look at something. I've entitled this, What are the Signs of the End Time? Now we all know that uh, we're getting close to those things, but uh, Jesus told us some things to look for and what to kind of what to expect. And uh, as he talked to his disciples, most of this is going to come, or, or, or the first part of it will come out of Matthew chapter 24. And uh, Jesus was talking with his disciples, and uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to start out right here in, in uh, Matthew chapter 24, verse 3. And it says, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him in private, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? Jesus was talking to them earlier about the things that were going to take place, about the end of the times and the end of the world. Now the, now the disciples are asking him, when, Tell us when these things shall be. And what shall be the sign of your coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceives you. Uh, Jesus is saying here in these last days, and I'm going I'm to read some more right here, but uh, here in these last days, you're going to have many people come in here saying they are the Christ. There's going to be many false prophets. Uh, there's going to be many people telling us all kinds of things. You're going to have a lot of different cults and things like that that are going to be arising up as, as, as the times get closer and closer to the Lord Jesus coming back. And uh, But here in Matthew 24, I'm going to read Matthew now, 24 verse 5 through 8. This kind of makes things kind of clear. This is what Jesus was telling his disciples when he asked, what kind of things should we be looking for before you come back and the end of the world? And uh, here in verse 5 it says, For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. See, we just said that a while ago. Many people are going to come and try to, they're going to be deceiving others, tell them, follow me. Do what I tell you, for I am the Christ. And he says, you're going to have a number of people telling you that. But then he goes on, he says, and, uh, and you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see that you're not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. There's going to be a number of things that are going to take place. But these, Jesus says these things must happen. But the end is not yet. There's still some other things that's going to have to happen. And uh, then he goes on here in verse 7. He says, he's given some more things to look for. And he said, for nations shall rise against nation. Well, we see that happening all over, especially in the Middle East. And that area there. I mean, it just seemed like that has been a con ever since Jesus' time. That has been a constant time of wars and trouble. And it's still there today. And it says, For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines. Or famines, we all know famines is uh, hunger. 
you know, lack of food. And there's many of those countries over there, they're called second world countries, that are having a whole lot of trouble feeding their people. That the food is very scarce in a number of places. And pestilence, which is, is diseases and things like that. And earthquakes. And, and it says in all this stuff, in divers or various places. But he says, all of these things are just the beginning of sorrows. He said, even though these things are going to start happening, and we can see every one of these things taking place right now, but he says, these things must happen, must come to be. In other words, I think right now, Jesus, and with all this stuff has to happen, it is a warning sign to us, to the people. You need to be ready. You need to make some changes in your life because things are getting to that point to where it will be not be that much longer before I return. So we're seeing things that has to take place, has to happen before Jesus does come back. In other words, Jesus is really, he's just saying, see, I've told you all these things ahead of time so that you can be alert, on guard, and know that the times are getting close. And uh, <clears throat> he told us that he said there'll be an increase of false Christs or people claiming to be the Christ. And he said, told us there will be increase in wars. We've seen that. And increases in famines or hunger, plagues, which is uh, the, the, the diseases and, and all that. Look at all the diseases that have just come up that we see now. You know, we talk about this COVID. Now they got all this stuff out, monkeypox. They've got this, they got that. Things have just continued and continued. And no telling what we're going to see before this is all over. All the things that are going to take place and the things that are going to happen. And uh, is it natural disasters? He's talking about the earthquakes. He's talking about the tsunamis, the hurricanes, the tornadoes, all the destruction that is going to take place. He says, these things are going to happen. And, and as, as the time gets closer and closer, they're going to be more frequent. You're going to see it more and more. And uh, <clears throat> it says, uh, in these scriptures, we are given a warning that we are not to be deceived because these events are only the beginning. What they, Jesus called them birth pains. It was just like a, before, before the woman had the child, she had pains, letting her know the child was almost ready to be born. Well, we're having birth pains right now in this world of things going to change. We can see it, that things are going to happen. You, I mean, so many pastors, preachers, prophets, and all are talking about we've never, and it's true, we've never been this close to Christ coming back as what we are right now. And you know, and just think about it, of course, as each day goes by, the closer it's going to get. Things are going to happen, things are going to change, and uh, we're going to see different things taking place. Uh, you're going to hear more and more about different countries going to war with each other. You know, right now, we're on the verge with China, Russia, and all over in there. I mean, it is so close. They say that probably before Jesus comes back, there will be a third world war. They're predicting that. 
And that could very easily be with all the hostile and things that are going on. But Jesus says, these things will happen. He says, so you're, we're being warned now to keep our eyes out and watch for what is taking place. But he says, the end is not here yet. The end is still to come. These things that we're hearing right now are things that just that, that have to take place. In other words, that's what Jesus called birth pains. And we're going through those birth pains right now, telling us things are getting closer and closer, just like what we said, when a woman starts having birth pains, that means that baby is getting closer and closer. So, as we see these things, hear about these things, just keep an open mind. Now, these things have got to happen. But we know that Jesus is coming back. He's already told us that. So this should not be a surprise that we just, we as Christians who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, keep your faith in Him, keep believing, and when the end comes, or, or I'll tell you, we will be raptured out here at, at any moment. It could be any moment before it really gets bad. Because, you know, over there in Revelation, it says, For God has not appointed us to his wrath. In other words, he hadn't appointed us to go through the tribulation period. Because we've been faithful to him. We've been his people. We've served him. So, he says, You have not been appointed to go through the wrath or the tribulation. You're going to come to heaven with me. But the world that has not believed, that has that has been against me is the ones that's going to go through the wrath or the tribulation. And, the, and you know, even the Bible says that the tribulation will be a time that the world has never seen. It's be so bad that the world has never seen this kind of problem, this kind of trouble, and it will never see it again. You'll never, the world will never see nothing this bad again. So we as Christians... We're going to be taken out of here, so you're not going to go through the tribulation because God has said, I have not appointed you to go through that wrath. Now, some interpreters of the Bible uh, are saying that the signs we're seeing right now are sure signs. That it just gets, like I said, it's getting closer and closer. So we just really need to get into God's Word Get it into our heart and into our spirit what God is telling us. We All we have to do is believe and be ready and we're going to be out of here. You're not going to go through it. Now some people, may, some people think and it is a possibility that we could go through the first three and a half years of the tribulation. But think about something. I don't think we're going to go through that. I think we're going to take, be taken out here even before but the first three and a half years of the tribulation period are going to be the best times. That's going to be the time. Now, the Antichrist is going to show up. He's going to have solutions for peace for Israel and for the other countries. Matter of fact, hey, where has this guy been? He's got some answers. But for the first three and a half years, things are going to really be good for the nations and the countries. A lot of things are going to be settled and taken care of. But then at the end of that three and a half years is when it happens. That is when the Antichrist breaks his promise with Israel of peace. And then he himself 
will start the war with Israel. How's he going to start this war? He's going to go into the temple. He's going to get up on the throne. And it's what we call the bomb. The, 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 well, the abomination. Well, it just left me. The time of, abom of abomination, whenever the Antichrist comes to the throne and claims, I am the Christ. And Israel knows this isn't true. And this is going to be an, it's going to start the all-out war. And of course we know there's going to be, there's going to be several uh, abomination of desolation, excuse me. Uh, but anyway, when that takes place is when the wars and the things start happening. So the first three and a half years are not going to be that bad, but yet I don't, I, from what the Bible says and, and the way they quote it, that, that he says, you will not go through this period of time. And uh, Paul warned us. You know, even Paul was warning us about some things. Paul warned us that in the last days, there would be an increase in false teachings, false Christs, and false prophets. Well, even Jesus just said this a while ago. Well, Paul is saying the same things that Christ said. And uh, here in 1 Timothy, now Paul wrote 1 Timothy. And I'm going to read this here. It's 1 Timothy 4.1. And it says, The Spirit clearly says that in the latter times or the last days that some or many probably will abandon their faith on their belief and their faith in God. You're going to see many people departing their faith, departing the churches, leaving the churches, going back into the world. But this is, it's going to happen. And when we start seeing this happening, sometimes I'm not, I'm kind of wonder if that isn't kind of what's going on now and why, why the churches are as empty as they are. You'll see so many churches saying, I don't know where everybody is. They're not, they're not here like they used to be. Many people right now are abandoning their faith. They're going back into the world. They're doing the things that the world does. And that is simply Satan drawing them back in. And I'm going to read what it says here in 1 Timothy 4.1. It says, Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times many will depart from their faith giving heed or listening and believing the seducing spirits or the false prophets and the doctrines of devils and the doctor the the the, the, the doctrine of uh, of uh, the devils and the false prophets that is just simply from Satan himself. He has put these people in a position to draw the Christians back into the world. You know, probably at one time, maybe not all of us, but many of us, we was out in the world and everything before we discovered and came to Christ. Before our lives changed, we were serving out in the world. Well, many people are going to go back in there and do the things they did before they came to Christ. They're going to go back into the world. They're going to leave the church. And numerous cults will arise, they say. People are going to be looking for things that's going to tickle their ears, going to please them. They don't want to hear the preaching of hell and what's going to take place. They don't want to hear the preaching of the tribulation 
and how bad and how terrible it's going to be that the world is going to go through. They don't want to hear that. But they want to hear, oh, don't worry, everything's going to be fine. It's going to all be good. They're just telling you this stuff, trying to scare you. And they're going to believe it. And most of this is nothing but cults. And they're trying to tickle the people's ears to draw them out of the house of God back into the world. And the last days are also, this, is, this will be in 2 Timothy also, but it says, the last days are described as perilous or dangerous times. Perilous means dangerous. And it says, in these last days, it's really going to be dangerous times what's going to take place. You know, it's going to be kind of like probably before God established the judges in the Old Testament. Before God established the judges, you know, they had kings. Well, then they come along with the judges. And they said that God had to appoint judges because they said in there that men were doing what seemed right in their own eyes or whatever pleased them. It didn't make no difference. If they didn't like somebody, they'd kill them. If they wanted what somebody had, they'd take it. And that was what was going on. So God had to appoint judges to keep law and order among the people. Times are bad, and it's going to get like that again. And, uh, but the, it says, the last days are described as perilous or dangerous times because of the increasing evilness of man. Now, we all know that the times are getting more and more evil constantly. They're getting more dangerous. You cannot turn on the news you cannot watch the news without just evilness. These drive-by shootings, these murders, the drugs, everything that's going on. And they don't care who they hurt, who they kill, or anything else, as long as they get what they want. And God had to stop that once before. So why is God going to stop it this time? He's going to, send, he's going to rapture His people out of here, and then He's going to bring His wrath upon this whole world. They have gone to go through some things they never dreamed of, that they never thought they would go through. But God is so angry at man and what they have done and what they have caused among each other that God is going to take his wrath out upon man. And uh, here in, uh, excuse me, 2 Timothy I'm going to read 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. And this is explaining what God is talking about, about the evilness of man and what is going to take place. And we can see it going on right now. It says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. I'm not going to care about anybody else. It's me, 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 and what I want. They'll be covetous, wanting what somebody else has, boasters, bragging on, look at me and how great I am, proud. God says that he cannot stand the proud or, or, or pride, which is the same thing. Blasphemers, talking down about God, talking ugly and, and, and lying about the Holy Spirit, disobedient to parents, kids growing up disobedient. We're seeing that right now. 
You see that in your schools. How disobedient the kids are becoming. People will be unthankful. And they'll be unholy. They won't care anything about God. They won't be thankful for anything except what they get for themselves. They says they will be without natural affection. In other words, you're going to see more of your homosexual things going on. It says without natural affection like man and woman. That will kind of go by the wayside. Uh, truth breakers, people that cannot keep their promise. False accusers, liars accusing people of doing things they didn't do. Incontent. What is that? That is an unrestrained passion. Mostly falls under the sexual passion and it's unrestrained. It's lust and they don't care what they do, where they do, or when. They'll be fierce. They'll be mean. Despisers of those who are good. They'll hate Christians who are trying to do a good thing. Now, isn't that going on right now? Everywhere you look, I mean, these things are happening. <clears throat> and then here in verse 4, traitors, heady, headstrong, their own way, no other way, high-minded, they know it all, nobody can tell them anything. Lovers of pleasures, that's the things of the world. They will love the things of the world more than what they love God. I mean, Paul is just telling us like it is. This is what you're going to see. This is what is going to happen. And then listen to this. It says, these people will have a form of godliness or pretending to be a Christian and loving God but they're denying the power thereof. They're denying God's power and who he is. Now notice what Paul says right here. From such people, turn away. Turn away from them. Don't let them in your life. Don't associate with them. Because everything that we just read here is what you're going to encounter with them. So Paul says when we start seeing these things, and we're seeing them now. Everything I read here, it's all over the news right now. Things happening daily. And then here, I'm just going to give you a couple other signs here. Other signs is the rebuilding of the Jewish temple in Jerusalem. Now whether you all know it or not, in Jerusalem, everything is there right now to build a brand new temple. All the materials and everything are there. They're just waiting for the right time. What is the right time? They're waiting for the red heifer. They have to have that red heifer because they, they have to slaughter that heifer, burn it, mix the ashes with water to use it for a purification of the temple. So they're waiting on that red heifer. They're still, and that red heifer has to be without spot, without blemish. It has to be perfect. 
You know, when God said, you bring me a sacrifice, you bring it to me without spot, without blemish. It has to be perfect. Don't you bring me a crippled animal. Don't you bring me a sick animal. You bring me the very best that you've got. That's what God was telling them. And if you didn't, you paid the consequences. Because God would not bless who brought a bad or sick or crippled animal. You had to bring God your very best. After all, think about something. When God gave his sacrifice, what did he do? He gave you the very, very best he had. And that was his son, Jesus Christ. He didn't hold back on anything. And he don't want us to hold back on blessing him and, and being given to him. But that's all that's waiting on for the, for the temple to be built is to, for the red heifer. And they say they, they are so close now. A priest, there's been several times that the priest, and I've read this and tried to keep up with it, that the priest has gone out and checked. And some of these were so, so close of being perfect. But one day, when the time is right, God will give us the red heifer so that this thing can continue and go on. God himself will make sure this red heifer is perfect. There will not be one white hair on him. There will not be one blemish. His hoof will not even be cut. There won't be a scrape mark on him. He will be perfect. And these, some of these priests, they've called them out to look at some, of these, at some of these red heifers, these calves. And they were so, so close. Even some of the priests said, I wanted to pass that, that, that calf so bad. But he said, one little thing I found. And I had to say no. So it's getting closer and closer. So that's the only thing that's keeping the temple right now from being built and from, from uh, that taking place. And he said, uh, and one of the most prominent signs of the end times Watch the nation of Israel. Watch the nation of Israel. In 1948, Israel was recognized as a sovereign state. And this is the first time that had happened since A.D. 70, when Jerusalem had fallen and then was restored. You know, and God made a promise to Israel, and God's going to keep his promise. God is a God that cannot lie. He is going to do what he said he's going to do. Now listen to what God has told us. Here, he said, God promised Abraham that his people would have Canaan as an everlasting possession. It would be theirs. No disputes, no nothing. Now I want to say something. When the Antichrist first comes on, that's going to happen. He is going to recognize Israel as a sovereign nation to gain their confidence. Then later on, he will break that promise and he will go against Israel. But he will promise Israel this. But anyway, to get back to what I was saying, here in Genesis 17, 8, 
This is the promise that God made to Abraham and to the nation of Israel. Genesis 17, 8. And this is God speaking. He says, And I will give unto you and to your seed after you the land where thou art a stranger. They'd never been there before. There'd be a stranger there in Canaan. It says, All the land of Canaan will be yours for an everlasting possession. And I will be your God. See, God has made a promise. And God will keep this promise. Israel becoming a nation of its own is very important in the end times and what takes place. You know, In the study of end times, most people think, keep, that's what they say, keep your eyes on Israel and what takes place. And watch what God does, watch the peace that will come upon Israel, the wars will be gone, the peace will be there, but it also will be broken when the Antichrist, after three and a half years, the Antichrist will break his truce with Israel and the war or the tribute. The, what they call the Great Tribulation will begin. That is the last three and a half years. Tribulation will last seven years. The first three and a half are not real bad, but the last three will be devastating. You know, Jesus says when we know these things, we can be smarter and more discerning in regard to the nearest of the end time. And it's getting closer and closer each day. He said, keep your eyes on Israel. Read and know what I just told y'all over in, <coughs> excuse me, in about the perilous times when Jesus was telling his disciples what to look for. He said, now these things have to happen. But this is not the end time. But it is getting closer and closer. So as we see these things happen, we know that the end times are getting closer and closer. It's, I don't think that's something that we should dread because that's putting us closer and closer to God in heaven. So just remember, there's going to be a lot of things take place, but the rapture is going to take the church out of here and put us with God before the end times happen before the desolation of abomination before the last three and a half years take place we're not going to be here just like I said for God told us over in Revelation for I have not appointed you the church to wrath to my wrath you're mine you belong to me and I'm going to take you out of here and you're going to be with me well, all the ungodly are going to go through a terrible, terrible time, a terrible wrath like they have never seen before and will never see again. So anyway, I hope that some of the things I said that you'll study, you'll, get, you, you'll listen to, you'll go back and read for yourself and get that down in your heart, what has to happen and what has to take place. Because... When it's time, it's going to happen real fast. 
It's just like the rapture. The rapture is very quick. In fact, the Bible calls it, it will take place in the twinkling of an eye, which is nothing more than a blink. And we're going to be out of here, and we're going to be in heaven with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We're going to be home. We're strangers here. We're sojourners here on this earth. This earth is not our home. We're just passing through. That's what a sojourner is. It's somebody that's just there temporarily and then they move on. We're just here temporarily and then we're moving on. So we're sojourners here on this earth. So I hope this here, I hope you heard some of the things I said and uh, get it down in your heart. It's getting closer and it's getting closer. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your word. Lord, thank you for showing us what has got to take place, what is going to happen. Lord, just let us get it into our hearts and into our mind and into our spirit, Lord, that we just need to be ready to believe in your Son, Jesus Christ, to believe that, you, that he died for our sins, to believe that he rose again that third day, and he's now at your right hand interceding for us. Lord, he said, he who has the Son has life, but he who has not the Son has not life. Lord, I pray that each person here, that each person in this church has life, that they have the, they have the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And Lord, I pray many more will come into this church hear your word and believe your word and receive you as their Father, as their Savior. So Lord, thank you for everything, for your love, your mercy, your grace, everything you've done and what you're going to do and what you're going to do in our lives. And Lord, may your hedge of protection be around us and keep us safe till we come home to you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.